Hey, y'all. I hope you have had a good day or evening, morning, whatever it is in your neck of the woods. Um, I'm back with the cleansing. I'm doing chapters 31 through 34. She was beautiful, his lady. Why did she take off on her own? Did she not realize she was always in his thoughts? He was always aware of her. He could feel her heart's beat when she was not near. He could feel her breath as a whispering thought. He loved her. He had not told her, but she knew. The jug was filling, and he watched as she stepped into the falling water. It fell upon her, and he closed his eyes. He did not need to see. He knew. He knew the way her eyes sparkled with joy at the simplest pleasures, the way the corner of her lips turned up in an innocent smile. She was through now, and he would carry the water. He shut himself, and he saw her eyes light with pleasure. Someday. Yeah, someday. Wonder what lies past these trees. Well, lady, perhaps we should find out. I was not surprised to find he was there. I felt him. I could sense his presence. He had given me space, and I loved him that much more. He always knew what I needed. He carried the water back for me, and I watered the seeds I had planted. It would be harder for the fruit trees. The soil was mainly sand. Of course, if I dug the hole deep enough, I could put potting soil in, then the seeds, or I could start them in a flower pot. Curtis, the banker, came over and offered his help. He had no skills that he knew of uh, besides money, but he had stayed on a farm for a while. He would not say much about it, except he loved to watch things grow. He carried bags and bags of potting soil, and once started, he would not stop. I think he lost himself in the task at hand. There was no longer any chatter, no longer any sarcasm, and I did not give him direction in anything he was doing. He really was not a bad sort, but then again, he had to go without lunch earlier in the day. Shadows limped in the evening sky, and everyone was at their stopping point. There was a few working on a wash barrel, but it was not through yet. Everyone was heading for the waterfall to wash up for supper. Hero and I were left alone. We both were getting restless. Things had been started here, and they were well able to tend to the town themselves. They were getting organized. They were breathing, and once again they held hope. As soon as Jizzy returned, I was going back for the others. This was their future as well. This town needed a doctor, fresh milk, eggs, and oh how I miss Nessie. The wolves had remained, and Hero and I would feed them when we were here. When we were gone, Morris would feed them. Morris was young, perhaps a teenager. It was hard to tell. I noticed Sarah Jane eyeing him a lot this day. Well, we did have a preacher now. The wolves were baying now. Everyone was running from the waterfall back to town. An occasional scream tore through the air, but then all was quiet. Just like a schoolgirl, I jumped up and down and actually cried happy tears. Hero was smiling from ear to ear. The wolves stopped their baying, and the whole town was looking at us really funny. Jessie was back, and she brought three horses with her. Now we were building up our animal stock. After we brought back the others, Jessie and the wagon could stay here, and Hero and I could take the horses exploring. There was still a lot of land out there to explore, a lot of survivors, and a whole lot of curiosity. Chapter 32 I found Elvin to be a true man of God. He prayed over our meals, prayed over the crops started by Curtis, he even prayed over the wolves. Many a time when Hero and I were on our knees, he came to join us. 
The moon had passed five times since Jesse had returned, and on the morrow, Hera and I would depart for the cave. I felt a sense of urgency mixed with a sense of excitement. I knew Tom could handle the small group and the animals, but I still felt that something was not quite right. Two buildings were up, a church and a community building. The water barrel for cooling was completed, and the washing barrel was almost through. I still preferred the waterfall. It provided a sense of peace and privacy. I usually bathed with clothes on to wash them as well. This time I removed everything. There would be no prying eyes. The wolves guarded me well, especially my biggest wolf, my hero. I did not feel his eyes on me, and that was just as well. It was too soon, and we were not married yet. I felt good. I felt clean. And I stood guard over Hero as he'd done the same for me. We walked back together in silence. My mind was on our journey to come. After arriving back in town, I went into the church and Hero followed. We were on our knees asking God for his blessing on our journey and thanking him for our people and the wonders already accomplished. There was a big change in Curtis. I think he was meant to be a gardener instead of a banker. Several of the men had gathered enough old wood to start wooden sidewalks. He even built some wooden benches. A long wooden table was in the center of town, and that is where we all gathered for our meals. Elvin asked God to bless our food before us, and just before we started our food, Ellie came around to my side of the table. And bless her heart, she had some sweet tea. I think I thanked her so much her eyes sparkled from pure joy. Many things I missed since the cleansing begun, but I managed. Many things I had drank. Goat's milk, hot Pepsi, even hot water. This was sweet tea, and you better believe I enjoyed it immensely. Several of the women helped Ellie gather the dishes from the table, and the men hung out just to chat. Hero came to my side and said, Lady, might I have this dance? I was going to speak of no music, but of a sudden I heard some. Someone had found an old boombox, and though the radio would not play, there were CDs. I discovered I knew how to slow dance, and even later just danced. There was so much laughter. I guess we were celebrating, or maybe it was a farewell party. Soon the batteries died on the player, and though there were more, everyone was tired and really ready to call it a night. She watches me. She'd watch me all night, and the feeling was creepy. Did the old woman really know me, or was she mistaking me for someone else? She'd call me Cindy the other day. For some reason, it was familiar, but then the young girl, her granddaughter Erica, snatched her away before I could ask more. I really did not want to know more, though. Hero and I had a tent now. One of the wolves we named Bane. Why do I not know? It just sounded right. Bane was always more watchful. He chose to watch our tent as, he slept, as we slept. The other wolves remained nearby, watching, waiting. I think a few more had come in the last moon's pass. I did not know their thoughts, but Hero did. They had protected him as he lay weak and died upon the sand. Yes, they were welcome here, and the new ones as well. As I lay asleep, dreams flowed through a misty haze, torturing my mind. Chapter 33 He was a man, a big man, mean-looking. He was reaching for me. He grabbed me by the hair, and I was terrified. Lady, lady, awaken, please. I woke terrified and shaken fiercely. What is it, lady? What is wrong? He held me and I calmed a little. I did not tell him. I could not tell him because I did not know myself. Before I woke, I saw the old woman in the distance, tears from her eyes. 
I lay in Hero's arms, fear keeping me from sleep, and I could tell he did not sleep either. It was decided we would leave before sunrise. If we should need sleep, we could climb in the wagon and rest. We were leaving Jazzy in the old wagon and one of the horses. They would be useful moving lumber and hauling debris. Even though the crack in the earth had been filled, we still had to build a bridge to bring the wagon across. That had been done nearly after Icarn's demise. The men had built a new wagon, complete with a roof. It was very nice, a covered wagon as in the old days. We were starting as they did, and I prayed every day that our progress would not end up as it had in modern days before the cleansing. We had proven that we could survive on what little we had. Though things were missed, we could make it. It was sure great having that sweet tea. She had found it in the hider's things. In fact, I think they had told her about it. Curtis had been happy too. Little sprouts were coming up all over the place. He had even found a hoe and turned some of the soil. He said, though it was sandy, if he could dig deep enough or even mix it with some potting soil, he might be able to get some grass started. There had been some grass seed in the store also. We were loaded up the wagon with supplies when Elvin came upon us. He said that something had woke him, and when he discovered what we were doing, he wanted to wish us well and safety. I was grateful that he was awake to bless our journey. I entered the church, he rode by my side, and prayed for the safety of our town, our people, and our journey. Flashes of that man in my dream kept flitting through my mind. I never did get a good look at him, but I knew he was evil. I could feel it. I began to shrivel inside at Hero's touch. But why? I did not want to. I loved him, and I knew I was hurting him. And though I tried, there was something I did not understand. The wagon was loaded now. I was not sure how long the trip would be because there had been no concept of time when we left. There was no day and night, light, dark. It did not matter. We were on our way now. No matter the length of the journey, we would have more citizens. Fresh eggs, fresh milk, and a doctor. I talked to God quite a bit as we started our journey. Something just did not feel right, but I was not sure what yet. I just believe the evil man had something to do with it. Chapter 34 I could not be cold towards Hero for long, especially during the time we slept. Bane traveled with us, and though most wolves in olden times slept in the day and were active at night, Bane did both. It depended on the need. The lack of sleep had taken its toll on me, and Hero finally insisted I crawl in the wagon and sleep. If I was needed, he would wake me. I know I slept, but the evil man kept appearing. Not for long, just a whisper here and there. Every time the evil one came for me, Hero replaced him. The third passed to the moon, and we passed what was once the road to the Baker farm. I was wide awake now, looking at the marvel of the new world. A dirt bank covered the entrance to what had once been the road to Baker's farm, and trees were growing. If you did not know, you would not believe that it had once been a dirt road. Soon we would arrive. I needed to walk a bit, and Hero joined me. He took my hand in his, and I realized it had been a while since we had just held hands and walked. As usual, we did not need words. Bane would close on her, was close on our heels, and as Jazzy had done, the horses kept moving. It was as if they knew where to go. I still had the feeling that something was not quite right, and the closer we got to the cave, the more the feeling affected me. I understood that Hero was worried over me, and I finally told him of my dream and the evil one. He stopped. I stopped, and he held me tighter than he ever had before. He touched my cheek, and at that moment, all my fears left me. Lady, I will never let anything happen to you. No one will harm you as long as breath flows from me. And I believed him.
We climbed back into the wagon and spotted the opening leading to the cave. Something was definitely wrong. I jumped down from the wagon and rushed into the cave. The smell of death was strong. I could smell burning hair and flesh. I ran through the cave, Hero following close. Tom was burning bodies. Adam and Johnny was bringing wood to help burn them better. Tom had warned them not to eat that meat. Someone had left it on the road. It was cold and wrapped. I told them, lady, I practically begged them not to eat it. We did not touch it. Even the children wanted it. I did not know if it was intentional or accidental. But they're dead. There was nothing I could do. I tried. I really did. I prayed with Tom, Johnny, and Adam. Prayed for the dead and prayed that there would be no more death. Gather your things. Where are the animals? We put them in the cooling room as Nessie is watching over things. I went into the cooling room and sure enough, she was guarding well. I sat and Nessie and Billy and the cats, well, I could no longer call them kittens, came to welcome me. We must go. I washed some of the dust off my face, but I really did not know why. I was just getting right back in it. Maybe it was not because of the dust. Maybe it was to wash away the tears. The cats, there were extra now. The hens, several more, since the little chicks had grown, were in the wagon. Tom, Johnny, and Adam had also climbed up there. Nessie, her kid, and Billy walked alongside. On the journey home, I told them all about our little town. I knew they would be happy there. There was life, happiness, and friendship, and so much to do. Tom, it is okay. You cannot control people. It was meant to happen. I turned and smiled at Johnny and Adam. Boys, if you look in that box over there, you'll find a jar of peanut butter. There are also some crackers in there. We also brought Kool-Aid, but I'm pretty sure it's warm. I do not think it mattered to them. It was food. It was something besides eggs and goat's milk, and they were growing boys. They had grown a lot since I saw them last. A shiver ran up my spine, but as soon as it came, it was gone. Warning the things to come, maybe? But we passed the Baker's Farm. Past the Baker's Farm Road was a swarm or herd. I really do not know what you would call them. But they were there, and there was nowhere we could go. We had to fight. Psalm 27, 5. For he will hide me in his shelter in the day of trouble. He will conceal me under the cover of his tent. He will lift me high upon a rock. Well, I hope you enjoyed that. Um, I was going to do more this time. Uh, but I only have two chapters left. And I figured instead I, there's a time limit on this. So I can only do 30 minutes. So um, therefore the next section... Excuse me, next session will be the remaining chapters. Thank you very much. Uh, Y'all have a good evening, morning, night, whatever it is. Peace.